You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. That is right. I got my two fellas here and a special guest. Yes, Tim and Doug are in with us, but first, before we get started, we are brought to you by Fantasy Points. You will not find a better deal from a major fantasy content provider. There's season-long, DFS, betting content. I know best balls are going to be huge right now. They got that. They got live streams of those best balls with NFFC. The draft guide has been out for a while. You can look at the post-draft guide, Greg Cassell, player profiles, all that. Analytics Power Draft Tool. You know, just under 90% of subs have made the fantasy playoffs last year, which is insane. What What's our goal? Make fantasy playoffs. Here you go. Here's the tool to get you there. Lots of other free stuff from Graham Barfield, Scott Barrett, and others. And, and just look for the free banner on those articles. For more info, check fantasypoints.com slash subscribe. And also use code 21DHH10. That is 21 dhh10 to get your discount today doug tim before we bring in our guests how are you guys yeah man i'm good i'm trying to get my pool right that's been kind of a pain in the butt but uh, other than that life is good no complaints hopefully it's gonna be 80 this week hopefully to get in the pool by the end of the week here we are tim pool talk we've hit pool doug we've hit pool doug it is i'll send you all the selfies it is. It, it's my favorite time of season for Doug. Actually, it's pool Doug. He gets nice and tan. He sends us the pics of the uh, you know the backyard with the pool there. Uh, you know, it's something to aspire for. Actually, uh, had the week off last week because of Mother's Day. I hope everybody out there had a great Mother's Day. Called your mom. All that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Tyler, why don't you talk about our guest a little bit? Yes, our guest. But first, this episode we are going to talk about the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League. It's a bunch of podcasts in there. Uh, we got. We got, you know, the FF Gurus, Doug's other podcast. We've got Dynasty Happy Hour. We got Dynasty Warzone. We got Married to the Game, the FF Dynasty. We got Rotoban, Pete Davidson, Dynasty Nerds, Rich. We've got Garrett Price from Dynasty Nerds as well. We got John Bauer from Dynasty Theory. We got Shane Manila from the Dynasty Trades HQ. We also brought in... Hold the phone. I need to check. Who else, who else we got, Doug? I mean, College I, I, of Canton. College of Canton, Canton Travis. Travis May. How can yep. I forget that? Um, who else? I know we brought in uh, Open Bar, J. Mike and Gabe. We just brought they them just took in. over a team, yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? I know the guest is what I am also forgetting. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're at the guest at this point. Yes, and that will bring me to our guest, and that is Izzy 
Alcafast straight from the Sandy Dunes himself, Izzy. Dynasty Trade Calculator is the final team that we'll talk about. Izzy, one of my favorite people in the community. You know, a good sense of humor and uh, fun to trade with. Almost put me on trade preparation. I mean, we, we could start talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Yeah, I like, by the way, I like Sandy Dunes. This is good. I think that's a that's a Twitter handle or a team name upcoming. Sandy Dunes. And, and I think it's a Call of Duty map. I could be wrong. Also could be a <laughs> porn name for a, for a woman. <laughs> or a stripper Dunes. name. I don't know. Yeah. Making her way to the stage, Sandy Dunes. Sandy Dunes. Sandy Dunes. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell everybody you know where you're from and all that, and then we'll get right into this crazy thing. We're going to let Tim kind of be the the host here because all three of us were a part of this league and there's a lot to talk about in this draft look at me i'm the captain now when we start <laughs> talking about the draft i take over but for now izzy uh tell everybody where they can uh hear your sweet sweet voice oh yeah uh dynasty trade calculator <laughs> podcast just about it um i tweet sometimes on twitter uh and then other than that you're gonna, you're gonna find me nowhere else pretty That's simple good. i don't i don't do the plugs you know no no plugs for me if my tweets go viral, I'm not going to promote my SoundCloud. So, do you want do you want to talk about your your host who who you do the podcast with? I know uh, Hurley might be a little sad. Uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to us, but I mean he he might be sad. Why is that? Why would he be sad? I don't know. If he doesn't he listen, got, he'll never know. That's, that's true. <laughs> I won't tell him. Okay, that's perfect. We can move on. <laughs> so as as Tyler brought it up, we are going to talk today about the UDPL, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League. This is a 12-team league. It is built with some of the best minds in the industry. Uh, they've, they've collected together. They've joined. I, not They haven't necessarily joined forces, but they've decided to, to test their wit and their skill against one another. So uh, to give you fine listeners uh, a look inside a league like this and see how some of these things go down amongst some of these people, we're going to go over this year's rookie draft. So, I mean, just pulling this draft board up, I can tell you in the first two rounds, I think the first three picks went off as as they should have. Pick nine, pick 11, and then 209, I think, are the only picks that did not have a trade attached to them in some way, shape, or form. But, but Tim, pick three has also been traded after the pick happened. I mean, that has happened in this draft. So... Buckle up. All right. So so we can we'll, we'll get right into it and it looks like Doug you had the 101 here this year? Yeah, I had the 101 um funny story about that. Uh, yeah, Izzy, so, you want to you want to talk about <laughs> Well, let me, I'm gonna let, me start. I'm going to let so, Doug do it because he's yeah. the one that I would be probably insulting. So I'll have, let him tell That's his perspective fine. first. So I, I won this league a couple of years ago and thought I had a competitive team. I had a, you know, good set of running backs. I had Zeke, Mixon, uh, Aaron Jones, obviously Mixon gets hurt. My quarterbacks don't end up panning out the way I want them to. My wide receiver, I had some injuries. Cortland Sutton goes down for the year. Um, so I took what I thought was going to be a competitive team and just really struggled quite a bit. Um, you know, there's some controversy at the end of the season where I started a player. I didn't realize it was like the start your best players type of thing. And we fixed it, whatever. There was some back and forth about that. And I ended up with the 101. Um, which I didn't expect going into the season. I thought like, hey, I'll make the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen. And it just, my season went right downhill. So I end up with the 101. 
And uh, my team wasn't very good, obviously. But uh, I'll tell you about the pick, and then Izzy can throw in his two cents if you like. And you can insult me all you want. It's fine. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Uh, so I took Trevor Lawrence at 101. My quarterbacks, I traded uh, Tyler Ben Roethlisberger in a deal to get Joe Burrow back. Um, so I looked at it. I said, up. all right. No, I'm kidding. I, no, no. <laughs> um, so I'm, I look at my roster. I'm like, all right, I got Joe Burrow. I've got Jimmy Garoppolo and Cam Newton, two ser- potentially serviceable guys if they can still start in the league. Um, so to pair Trevor Lawrence with Joe Burrow for the long haul was pretty much the start of my reset. When I traded Zeke, Ben Roethlisberger, and a couple other pieces to Tyler for Burrow, that was kind of when I was like, you know what? My team isn't as deep as I would like it to be. Let's start a little bit of a soft rebuild. I, I still think with the roster that I've, that I've created, I could probably still make the playoffs at least. But I was like, you know what? I don't think I have the horses to win, but let me try to kind of make that like weird hybrid, like instead of burning it all down, um, you know, kind of still try to be competitive, but at the same time rebuild, which is really a delicate thing to do in Dynasty because it's usually you see people that just blow up their team and then start from scratch or they'll go all in and try to win. So I'm trying to do like a weird hybrid model where part of the luxury of that is like I won the league two years ago so I can say like, hey, I've won this league before. Um, but trying to kind of have a different strategy than what I'm used to and trying to approach the league a little bit differently. So Izzy, throw all the uh, whatever commentary you'd like my way about the 101. <laughs> Dude, it, it was Dynasty Trade Calculator was locked in at the 101. I've been tanking for two years after I took over this team, and I've been trying True. to tank. And somehow I won four games. Lord knows how. You're welcome. I was starting. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> um, I think I beat both of you guys somehow. Yeah. Well, starting, Doug, not really somehow. Starting, <laughs> one of you guys definitely got the combination of Jordan Wilkins and Darius Geis. The studly pairing at running back. I started no running backs all season. I may I have got gotten Jonathan Ward one total. week. Yeah, yeah, you got Jonathan Ward. Yeah, yeah, who did nothing. Um, I, I how I rebuild teams if I'm trying to um, not win is I always start my best lineup, but I ensure that my best lineup doesn't have any running backs because I don't want them anyways. Any running back with any sort of value in a rebuild, I always try to get rid of. So. Yeah. It kind of helps twofold. One, I don't have to go down with the sinking ship that is the running back. Um, and two, well, I have nobody to start anyway, so I'm not scoring any points. And I some I still won four games. But I thought I was locked in at 101. We, at some point, maybe like week nine. I think it was week nine. Tyler approached me for the 101 straight up for Joe Burrow. And I don't know if you recall that, Tyler. What I, we thought I was mean, the one-on-one. I, I send so many trades. It yeah. is just a star in the sky with a million stars. <laughs> yeah. So he wanted, to, he wanted obviously, my draft pick in exchange for Joe Burrow. I said, you know what? I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence right now than Joe Burrow. And I didn't get Joe. I didn't get Trevor Lawrence. And I didn't even get the 102. I ended up with the 103. I won, like, two or three out of the last, like, five games. It was miserable. Wow. Hot streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at just the wrong time. Yeah, J- wrong Jonathan Ward and Jordan Wilkins really carried me to some dubs. Uh, <laughs> the problem true. was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I had Aaron Rodgers, and I was wow. I was trying to dump him all season. I couldn't get anybody, and I finally at the end, the last couple weeks, I traded him, uh, and I still won without him. It was just it was terrible. I even got to mm-hmm. a point where I traded. I would have had five wins, but I traded Jimmy Graham on Monday night when he played Monday night to um <laughs> to the Warzone podcast. He literally saved a win for me. Which I was at the time, I was still the 101. Um, 
but that would have given me five wins. I, I would have moved to 104. So, wow. Yeah, that's I don't how get it. good Izzy is. Like, no. Let's just imagine I would, that. that I, I'm, I'm going to say the opposite. This is kind of where I think that's how bad <laughs> a couple of the other guys were. They're, I don't want to say they're bad. Their performances were bad. They did not put their best foot forward this season. Like, Doug had no business being the 101. No business. Not with those running backs. Not, not with those exactly. running backs, no. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah. And I started those guys every week. I didn't you bench did. them. You did. Yeah. Doug's receivers. Yeah, Doug's receivers are like kinda like your running backs. Maybe oh, just I had a, Edelman. A, yeah. Sutton. Mm. Like mm. it was just bad. Mm. AJ Green. You're Ugh. welcome for that. No. <laughs> Nikhil right. Harry. Yeah, JJ so Arthega Whiteside. We've, we've spent enough time on the one on one. But Doug, it sounds like you have quite the QB pairing. For the yeah. next 10, 15 years. That's, that's a hell of a way to start your rebuild, for sure. Thank uh, you. So, so the FF Dynasty is up next. Uh, this has obviously got to be a super flex league because we have back-to-back quarterbacks go. And they decided to go with Trey Lance. They like the, uh, I'm sure, the running upside paired there with that San Francisco offense. Uh, and the potential of Trey Lance probably doesn't start in week one, potentially. But, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time for Trey Lance. He, he will definitely see the field at some point. Uh, and then we go right into Izzy's pick, that 103 pick. And uh, Izzy, why don't you talk about who you took, why you took him. And uh, you had the very next pick as well. So why don't we talk about back-to-backs here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think the Superflex drafts are kind of broken up into sets of three in the first round. And uh, you can make a case that there's another set of three in the early in the second round. But um I thought it was a clear three. It was Lawrence, Lance, Fields. Um, that was the order I would have them in. So I think it went appropriately. So 103 was an easy decision for me. I think there was a clear drop off to the next tier of players, which included the next guy that I took, which was Kyle Pitts and tight end premium. Um, so yeah, I took Pitts. Uh, not necessarily what I would do. I almost, I basically took Pitts for a couple of reasons. That's the only pitch share I'll have. Um, I won't be drafting early enough in my other leagues to be able to get him. So I looked at it and said, well, I'll get at least one share. And if I trade him, great. I'll probably get the farm for him. If I don't and he goes crazy, well, at least I can hang my hat on that one share. I'm not going to have any Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to have any Trey Lance. The one Justin Fields share that I'm ever going to have, I traded it. So Kyle Pitts is the best prospect in this class that I'm going to be able to own Unless I start making some moves, which it's so hard to acquire these top-end rookies this early. Um, you almost got to wait for them to sputter before you can kind of get a share. So, yep. yeah, I, I kind of was left with an uh, easy decision I fell at 104 in Kyle Pitts. Uh, and then if I trade him, great. And if I don't, I'll just see if he hits big. Well, let's let's talk about this because you did take Justin Fields with that third pick. And as you said, you've already traded him away. So was it that fear that Ernie Dalton's going to you know keep him off the field or – um, no, I, so I'm, for me, it's all about equity and I'm trying to focus on next year. I think this year I can okay. make the playoffs, uh, but I don't think I can win this year. I, I need a lot of things to break my way, especially since I only have a couple running backs. I just, there's depth that I need. There's just so many other little ancillary pieces that I want before I can actually compete. So I'm thinking about, okay, well, how can I make my team the best in 2022? And um, your your fearless leader here, Mr. Tyler, uh, wanted Justin Fields, and he had Deshaun Watson. And obviously, Deshaun Watson, there's a little bit of risk for him for 2021, but 
I feel confident in his ability to see the field in 2022. Um, and Tyler is actually on the clock at 105, so this kind of takes the 105 uh, as well in the conversation. And Tyler can add to this, but uh, he took Jamar Chase. We kind of he he went on trade probation. Uh, he went in trade jail for me um, for a year I'm, during I'm, our back. I'm and very forth. indecisive. I'm a very indecisive person. Yes. anybody can attest to it. And Just a little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, I'll tell my perspective. Tyler can chime in here in a little bit, but. Essentially, Tyler and I went back and forth for quite a long time on this deal. Uh, Tyler was in on the deal. Then he kind of got cold feet when I sent the offer. Then he took Chase, and then he had he woke up in the morning and he had a um, oh sorry he woke up in the morning took Chase, and then he had his regrets. He pulled his shirt down and said no regrets. It said regrets. 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 Yeah, said regrets. And um, he wanted the deal back. So I said, okay, yep. Um, he actually wanted to kind of like take the the selection off the board so he can trade it to me. Of course, that wasn't happening. So I said, you know what? I'll just take Chase, even though that's not somebody that I would be drafting at this spot. I'd probably try to trade the pick. So I sent him the offer again after we had talked, and then he rejected it again. <laughs> so then I was like, okay. So then we had it kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with some other stuff. I'm telling him like, hey, listen, like this is kind of the vision I'm having for my team. If you're you have Aaron Rodgers, who we're now hearing rumors that he might sit out or there's potential for him to like retire. We don't know where he's going. And then he's got Watson. So if he doesn't have a quarterback, I think in the back of Tyler's mind, he's like, well, I don't want to be sitting on two guys here. Well, and I got a good team. I have Fitzpatrick. I mean, uh, that so, yeah. is a bona fide stuff. Big, big Ben, too. Don't forget. No, I don't think he has Big Ben. I oh, did not. you trade him? Yeah, you uh, traded. he traded him. So, um, yeah, he traded him in the deal to get Watson. So That's right. he kind of went back and forth and he said, you know what? Resend the deal. Like, we kind of had a couple like other transactions that we were going to maybe do, but I wasn't in love with it. So he said, resend the deal. And I said, no, you send the deal. He didn't send the deal. Five minutes later, he I asked him, hey, you're going to send the deal? He's like, no, nah, you know, I'm just going to stand pat. So now we're like, back to the well, like back to where we started. Tyler's out again. So I said, and then he offers me a couple other deals that are kind of like alterations of the deal that we had just kind of agreed on a few times in principle. And I said, you know what? Trade probate. You're on, you're in trade jail for the next year. Like I I can't. I spent the last 24 hours negotiating with you. Like I I want to pretend like I'm busy. I, I'm pretty busy, but there are more. There are busier people like Elon Musk, maybe, and maybe like Bezos, maybe. But I'm maybe. up. I'm up. Maybe top five. So I'm spending a lot of my time here on this deal. And I said, time is money. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Just because yeah, I, I'm almost trying to change Tyler's ways and negotiations with mm-hmm. me in the future. It's like I want you to be fully committed. Or not. And this is, he's the second person I've ever put in trade jail. So I said, you know what? One year, we can't make a deal. He sends me an offer that I actually liked. And I said, listen, I want to make this deal. But I already said trade jail for a year. I'm sticking to it. Because in the future now, when Tyler and I go into negotiation, it's going to be very clear. Tyler's not going to get cold feet. It's like, when you're ready, we accept and we move on. So that's kind of like my whole point of the whole thing. So now I have Jamar Chase and Justin and Deshaun Watson. And the deal was I give up Justin Fields and the 203 or 202, excuse me. So that's where that ended. And now Tyler is at 105, obviously no longer at 105, but Tyler can kind of chime in. Um, yeah. In, in his perspective. Um, 
Izzy, Izzy in the trade negotiation, he said something which uh, anybody else can attest to. I actually live by. I, I had cold feet for this trade just because the uncertainty of Watson. Watson is, I got him for dirt cheap. Like, I got him for really cheap and, and a good deal. So I'm sitting here like, okay, I should wait to play this out. But you guys all know me, even the listeners, I don't like players that have uncertainty. And You're also the most impatient man I know. That is true. So I sat there thinking, Izzy said, you know what? You know, um, you got to take risk. And, and that's all That's all this game is. And I like Justin Fields. I like where he landed. And he's the guy, to me, he's a guy that I don't think is going to fail in the NFL. I, I just, I feel like he is a certain, I mean, even if he isn't great, he's still going to be a good player in the NFL. So I took the trade. I said, Izzy, let's do this. And he goes, you sure? And I said, let's just, let's get this done. And we got the trade done. And uh, I will tell you the trade. First of all, I, I actually got the 105 by trading Carson Wentz and Will Fuller. So I was down another quarterback. So, yeah, I, I got. And the funny got, thing is uh, about the, 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 the transaction, Tyler, is I put the, the pick on the block, 103, and it was crickets. Not a single person wanted the 103. And then I drafted Justin hmm. Fields as if it was like a complete shock. And then I had four people trying to get Justin Fields. It's like. You could have gotten the 103. It's not like yeah. anybody else is going to get selected it's, it, there. It's yeah. like anything when you try to trade for a pick, but then you try to trade for the player. It's always a different experience because it's like once you have the player, it's like, ooh, the vet, instead of and, just the, the pick. Yeah. It's like a weird psych, psychological uh, effect that happens uh, in fantasy football. Yeah, so I, I traded Carson Wentz and Fuller for the 105 and 305 to Garrett Price. And then Izzy and I's deal is Deshaun Watson and Jamar Chase for Justin Fields and 202. And in my opinion, like I had Jefferson, AJ Brown. I I have some really good receivers, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I can take the 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 quarterback that I think is going to start. I think he'll start week 1 or 2. It'll be really early, and I have a quarterback. Like I have that comfort that okay, if if Rodgers is going to sit out, which I I don't think he will, I still have Fields. And I have Fitzpatrick, and I have Jordan Love on taxi. So it was more of a comfort thing, like, okay, especially in this league where people put that quarterback value skyrocket. I mean, even if you want a lower-tier quarterback, you've got to pay up. You are not – like, you need a quarterback in this league. And, yeah, so Fields was uh, easy. And if I lose out, I lose out. I I don't think so. But my, my thing with Watson is I do think he plays this year, but for who? And that's my that's my worry is Houston wants nothing to do with him, so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, even if he does come back, what is going to happen with him? I I still like Watson's value for a trade, but no, I'm I'm here taking the risk. I love Jamar Chase. I'm still trying to get him from you, and uh, yeah, I mean that that's the that's where we kind of landed. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're out of. Uh trade jail that that's a good thing tyler and you know um yeah if anybody's ever been in trade negotiations with tyler he is either all about it and he will send crazy offers to make the deal happen or he is right on that fence and he is possibly the hardest man to talk into the deal so uh, it's it's either hot or cold with tyler it's it's one way or the other but he is very trade active i will give him that 
Uh, so after Tyler makes the Jamar Chase pick, and then there's you know all that trade action that goes down. The open bar had the 106. They took quarterback Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. And then, Doug, we're back to you at 107. You land yourself a starting running back. Yeah, so I originally didn't have this pick. I had the 101, and then I had the 204, 208. So I saw an opportunity to get a player that I really liked. Kind of like Izzy said, like, I'm not drafting high enough in any leagues to own any Najee Harris. So I was like, you know what? He'll be a nice fit for my semi-rebuilding younger team. I like Harris quite a bit. And so I reached out to Travis May, and I was like, hey, I'm interested in the 107 was just a matter of just a few messages. No trade jail here. It was a, a pretty quick conversation. I said, hey, I'll give you the 204, the 208, and uh, a 2022 first. So I was like, you know what? Like, I think my team's going to be middle. I think I can get good enough to be middle of the pack. So that that first I don't think is going to be a 101 type of situation like it was this year. At least that's what I'm hoping. And that could bite me in the ass, whatever. I don't care. But for me to go out and get a running back that I really, really liked, I was like, you know what? I looked at this draft, and I said the 204 to the 208 doesn't really get it going for me. I've drafted in that spot a couple years in a row. It netted me Christian Kirk, Denzel Mims two years in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm like, am I really missing out? I'm going to go for the stud running back. There's not going to be any other player that's on that level. And if I have to give up a 2022 first, I have three. I have like four thirds, a couple seconds next year. I'll be just fine. Um, and I, and I ended up trading and getting some 2023 picks later on in this draft too. So to get Najee Harris at the one Oh seven, I was pretty happy, um, paying what I paid for, uh, with Travis to net that. So a pretty easy transaction, to be honest. It was, like I said, five or six messages back and forth and we had it ironed out easy peasy. So I was, I think we both walked away really happy and, uh, I added Najee Harris to the squad. It's uh, that's always good to hear when a deal gets done nice and quick and easy like mm-hmm. that. But you got yourself a running back who probably has the easiest path to 250, 300 touches out of anybody in yep. this class at the running back position. Uh, so at the 108, uh, looks like Izzy, you got yourself um, potentially the, you know, a really good wide receiver here. Wide receiver. One, <laughs> if, if the rumors are true, I mean, why don't you talk about this pick? Yeah. Um, listen, there's um, this is a boom or bust pick, like to the to that yeah. degree. I, I totally get it. Uh, so ATN is my running back one pre-draft. Jacksonville set up really so the difference between Harris and ATN is ATN has is going to have a significantly better offensive line, mm-hmm. a coach that mm-hmm. loves to run the ball, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's enough touches there for both players to eat, uh, and I think it's actually a good thing that they're trying to use him as a wide receiver because he knows how to run the, like there isn't anything. I think it's kind of being overblown. Like take the three days and just try to get him as much wide receiver play under his belt. Yeah. He, he knows how to be a yeah, running he, back. Right. Let, let him be. You've seen yeah. him run. Yeah. And honestly, running backs have the easiest learning curve, mm-hmm. you know, from what's the, the oh, what's the, the oh, oh, it's a zone blocking system. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like he, he yeah. gets Not it. I, I don't think they're worried about that. So they're just trying to make it, they're trying to develop the player, which I totally get. So I think, oh, this whole thing is overblown. Which is a really good opportunity for people to maybe acquire Travis Etienne, but I do understand. I've been trying. It is, it is a <laughs> yeah right. It is a it is a massive. It, it's a risk only because we don't know Urban Meyer in the NFL setting, mm-hmm. right? And we don't know the true role of James Robinson and kind of how he fits. So that's kind of where 
the risk ends because Travis Etienne as a player behind a good offensive line in that scheme should be really, really good, just like he was at Clemson. So mm-hmm. I like Etienne more than I like Williams. Um, I try to stay away from kind of like the the guys that just blow up in like these one years and honestly the difference between Williams and Carter in terms of their their output for 2020 even 2019 was relatively the same so with Williams I I, I think he's fine I just don't think that he's at the level of Harris and ATN as, as, as a pure talent um, mm-hmm. so I thought 108 was relatively easy with the first seven off the board I am here to interrupt you to tell you about League Tycoon. You know, a lot of people want to upgrade their redraft league to a salary cap dynasty league, but there is just a lot of friction in that process. You know, you got to you got to talk to your league mates and try to explain to them what you need to do and you know, educate them. The commission has to convince them to play on places like My Fantasy League, RT, RT Sports, Flea Flicker, after they've been on ESPN, Yahoo, or Sleeper for years, the commission has to manually maintain and coordinate these operations, which is a, a handful. I mean, trust me, I do it. So the goal for League Tycoon is the commission never has to do anything manually. The, their philosophy is that when you're creating this, that the you know the league does it itself. Uh, league mates can go do their contracts themselves, which is a nice thing. Trust me, I do that with multiple leagues, and it is time-consuming. The software automatically handles when a player is eligible for extensions or a franchise franchise tag. All roster management on, on season rollover is automated. So salary increases, stuff like that is all automated. The same goes for every other aspect in this league. Practice squad, trades, free agent, blind bidding. It's all automatically. Now, the mobile app is the best UI UK. It's a great app. And we noticed that the app is a big thing for some dynasty players. You know, you got sleeper who's an upcoming app. These guys are trying to compete with that and it does. So what you need to do is you need to go check out league tycoon today. That is league tycoon sign up for a league today. Trust me. You guys won't regret it. Contract salary leagues are the first thing I came into dynasty with. It is my favorite leagues. I have four of them. And I love every little bit of it. I love every aspect of it. So you guys need to try it out today. That is on League Tycoon. Yeah. Uh, and you guys had the, uh, the the front two of this three running back run we had here. And the uh, the aforementioned Devonta Williams goes to the open bar here. Uh, one of the very few picks that wasn't traded after the first three. The open bar took Javonta Williams. Uh, looks like they took their time with this one. Eight hours to make the pick. So maybe there were some trade talks involved here, but... Uh, got themselves a pretty good running back. Uh, then we're back on the clock here with Tyler. I'm sorry, no, with Izzy uh, again. It's me, Izzy. Yeah, it's me again. Hi. Yeah, it, it was my one pick. Ten. I think I had all these picks at one time, and they uh, th- they were traded. Yeah. <laughs> this, so, yes. so Izzy, let's let's talk about this 110. I got this pick. I traded Darnold straight up for this pick. Um, this was um, about three. Mark has Callaway. Yeah, and yeah, and Callaway. Back. It was actually yeah. Darnold. It was Darnold and. For the 110 straight up, and I said, eh, you know, throw in Callaway. I, I'm a really bi- I, I'm a big fan of Callaway in terms of for for a throw-in player, I think the upside is, is really yeah, juicy sleeper, with her. Sleeper so like, potential. Why not? If I can get Callaway, I'll do the deal. I think Darnold for 110 is in he's in that ballpark. So let me just get the sweetener on it. Um 
And honestly, like Darnold, Mac Jones, they're interchangeable, I think. I mm-hmm. think Darnold is right there with them. This, the offense is a lot better for Darnold than it is for maybe Mac Jones, in my personal opinion. I like the weapons there. But at the same time, I've seen enough of Darnold to say, like, well, there's enough risk in terms of his pure upside um, for me to, to move him. So I did. And at 110, I was debating. between. I really wanted a Devonta Smith share. I... I'm I'm finding myself drafting at 110 a lot, which means that I'm getting either third That's place. It's a humble a lot, break right there. I'm not mm-hmm. winning, <laughs> so it's like I'm finding the 110 seems, and I'm getting a lot of Mac Jones, and I really want Devonta Smith, but I can't draft Smith ahead of Jones. I just can't do it, and I'm not getting second place enough. So I'm always mm-hmm. like I'm never getting silver. Like it's frustrating, and it's weird because. I want Smith, and I can't trade down one spot because nobody's going to move up just one spot to give me anything. And I can't trade it straight up, so I'm ending up with a lot of Mac Jones, mm-hmm. um, which is either going to be really good or really bad. But I think Smith is is the more and more I sit on it, the more and more I think Smith's going to be the real deal. So I, I laughed so hard when Izzy kept saying he keeps getting third. You guys know that meme where the guy's in the Olympics and he's sitting there celebrating with champagne. He kisses one of the girls yeah. and then it shows him biting the medal and then it shows him on oh, the, the third place. Oh, the animated one, the cartoony one? The like third 10, place. 10 more spots up or something. He's, yeah. he's on the third place podium. That's Izzy. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see that being yeah. Izzy. It's frustrating. Uh, uh, Izzy, I'm in the same boat. I, I found myself in that 10, 11 spot a lot. Um, and, and really, I, I landed a bunch of Smith in my early drafts because most of those teams, I, I feel I have the quarterbacks where Mac isn't, at least for the first year, isn't even going to see my roster where I felt the receiver might at least get you know some playing time for me. And he might be that piece that gets me into that championship game. So Yeah, but here's I have the quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. I have... I have Lamar, I have Stafford, mm. I have Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. At the time, I had Fields. I think we might have made the deal right around this this range, but I yeah, it was still, close around. I, I talked about this a little bit on on the show from uh, on my show. If you look back several years, you see that the quarterbacks drafted in the late first are the quarterbacks that we have at the mm-hmm. top of dynasty you look at josh allen yeah you look at josh allen was a mid to late lamar jackson mid to late deshaun watson mid to late Mm -hmm. um you look at justin herbert mid to late uh who else am i missing patrick mahomes was what patrick mahomes quarterback off the board he was a late first so it's like there is a a good chance that if you draft a quarterback at any point in time in the first round, you're going to get a really solid player, at mm-hmm. least somebody that you – in the value installation with quarterbacks in the first round. Sam Donald's a perfect example. I was going to say, look, at you, you brought him up earlier. Sam Donald's the perfect example. A first-round quarterback who the past three years has really, really looked bad with the Jets and still holds value. Yeah. I mean, I got the 110 for him, and, and at the time yeah. when he was being drafted, he was like the 103, 104. 103, yeah. So like he what went down six spots and he's had a borderline abysmal career so far. Yeah. So it's like I feel like there's just so much value insulation. There is no you risk taking the value the down the road at least. Yeah, exactly. There's no risk taking the quarterback. The o- the only risk yeah. the only thing that you take here is is pure upside. 
And then I have a full year to sit on Mac Jones, and then I can trade him later if I just something doesn't sit right with me. So that's why I took him. Um, but yeah, I I, I agree with you a little bit. If you have the quarterbacks, you don't have to. Just my you know philosophically, I yeah. struggle doing that. I I I never even thought of it in that matter. But yeah, I mean, essentially, you have pushed that value out to pro- possibly three years. Mm-hmm. You have three years to to move Mac, and he's still going to maintain late first value, early second right. value for you. Uh, so then we move in to the to the guy that Izzy just talked about, Devonta Smith, goes to Rotobon here at 111, and then we finish off the first I'm a, round with I'm going to pause former. you at that pick because Devonta Can Smith actually – Can Devonta Smith actually belongs to me. Oh, okay. So we so we made a trade post-draft or during so draft? So after, after this pick happened and after I gave up – Jamar Chase, I'm sitting there looking at my roster thinking, okay, I need another receiver, and I want a younger one. And I have this thing with Ayuk, and he's been kind of my buy this offseason. I'm going around seeing what I can get him for. And uh, I know Rotobon, Pete, he needed running back, and he asked me what he could give me for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I think I can give up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. At the time, I had Zeke and Derrick Henry. So I'm going to give you a little spoiler. Those two are not on my team anymore after this draft. <laughs> I I gave up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and 202, which I got from Izzy, a 2023 second. And I got Kenyon Drake, Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Smith, and 302. Now, my receivers were my weak link. I had two studs and Julio, who's aging, and then after that, it was a pit of despair. It was a land of nothing. So once Julio was gone, I was in trouble. And I needed to kind of figure that out quick. And with Ayuk and Devonta Smith, I feel like I've got my wide receiver three and four locked in. And I I don't really need to worry about receiver uh, for a while. So in my opinion, I thought for sure... I, I like this deal. Clyde Edwards Lair, I'm a fan of this year. I think he's gonna have a, a comeback year, but I don't like running backs because they just they're so fickle and you just never know when they're gonna kind of fall off the cliff. Mm-hmm. It could be year two. And like David Montgomery was a prime example. All of a sudden his value is skyrocketing and and he was at high value. It's just I, I don't want to deal with that headache. Give Late me the receiver. Road. Give me the receiver with high upside. And youth, and especially with Ayuk, with Trey Lance. I mean, the new quarterback in Ayuk. I think Ayuk's going to be a special player in the NFL. There you go. Well, you got yourself a, a, a hopefully a stud receiver for my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and then, we, yeah, we finish off the, the first round with Devonta's former teammate, Jalen Waddle, Miami Dolphins receiver. Uh, start off the second round. It was Doug's pick at one point, but Izzy somehow has uh, found his way into owning this pick. And you took uh, Rashad Bateman? Yeah. Do you know what that that trade was? Uh, yeah, I can tell you. I sent the the second round pick to Tyler for Nikhil Harry when yep. my team I thought was competitive. So I thought it was going to be a oh. late second. It mm. ends up being the 201. Oof. Oh, then I got it from Tyler. No, I don't think you got it from me. <laughs> I, I got it from somebody. I don't know. Okay. In this league, you don't know because, like I said, yeah. I probably owned every single pick in this draft. <laughs> well, it, it just says pick yeah. traded from TFF Guru. So at yeah. some point, 
Uh, Doug Ditto in the pick, obviously. That was yeah, that was a trade. Two. It was Nikhil. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, so 201, I, this is a guy that I'm going to have a lot of shares of. Um, and I already do. It's Rashad Bateman. He's my wide receiver one pre-draft. He's no longer okay. post-draft. But um, I believe in the talent. I, I don't want to cuss because I'm upset. I hate the landing spot with a passion. Mm-hmm. But the Tylen Wallace selection by the Ravens, oddly enough, gives me more hope for Bateman than it did had they not drafted Tylen Wallace because it kind of suggests that they're making they, a dedication to yeah, throwing. They want okay. to yep. throw the ball or at least give Lamar Jackson be the less best predictable. Yeah, yeah. The, but because right now, if they're throwing the ball four hundred times, and this is the thing that I keep trying to tell people, like. Listen, I typically, over the last few years, actually my philosophy has always been landing spot. If the if the landing spot is okay, I'll take the talent. If the landing spot is bad, I'm fading the talent. But we've seen that landing spot. Like A.J. Brown was a really good example. Like mm-hmm. a few, a couple years ago, that was He's the example as, for this. Yeah, yeah, that was viewed as a miserable landing spot. And... He's my wide receiver one. So it's like if the talent is there, you got to believe in the player, even if they don't throw the ball around. Um, and, and Bateman's a guy where if the if they're throwing the ball 400 times, I don't care how good Bateman is, he's not going to get a 30. He's going to need a 30 to 35% market share to be yeah. a, a low-end wide receiver one. And I just don't think that's going to happen. But – the fact that they've drafted Wallace and maybe if they get to 500, that's a win for Rashad Bateman because it's a hundred targets that's added to this offense. And it's, and he's, I, to me, I think he's the clear best receiver that they have. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I'm crossing my I, fingers. I like, I like the evaluation of the, where you have him ranked. He is right behind Smith for me. I mean, neck and neck with, with Smith for my rankings, even in Baltimore, because I just think if he were to fit in a, with a quarterback, I think Baltimore, I mean, Lamar is fine. He just needs to have more confidence in throwing outside the numbers, which he doesn't have. If he learns to kind of ease on that and kind of be like, okay, I'm going to trust my arm and I'm going to try to push it outside the hash marks, Bateman's the guy. Bateman can also move around in the slot. They can move him around everywhere. He is very talented and uh yeah i i love the selection i was the, i was kind of mad is, that you took him the problem is though tyler is he's throwing the ball 25 times a game and he's maybe completing 14 15 passes and a handful and seven of, of those are mark andrews yeah exactly and i was gonna say so like and zero to the running back so where i just don't in the current if you replicated 28 or 2019 and 2020 and you did the same thing in 2021 with that offense this Bateman pick, even at 201, is going to lose value. So, um, I, can, so I, I can tell you from firsthand in this offense, Michael Vick, when he had Roddy White. Yes. Uh, 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 Atlanta Falcons. And ring Brian of, Finneran. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Vick had LG Crumpler. And look at this offense. Greg Roman ran. And it's Mark Andrews. 
Yeah. Greg Roman is a problem. I don't care what people have to say. Greg Roman is a problem. He's he's stuck in his ways. He thinks it worked with Atlanta, but I will tell you what, firsthand, it was frustrating having a quarterback like that that had actual arm talent and the offense was run in the seams. It was run in the middle of the field. It was running the ball and it was throwing it to your tight end. And and they ruined years of Roddy's Roddy White. Right. Prime years, and it was frustrating. Well, uh, before this year, I don't think the Ravens had the horses necessarily that, uh, you know, these DBs didn't really have to respect the passing game. And as soon as they, even the play action was going off, they could take that little, little half a step inside just in case. Uh, this year, if those DBs are doing that little half step inside, uh, they got Tylen, they got Bateman now. Uh, you know, it's only going to take a couple times them getting burnt for a big play that uh, the DBs are going to have to respect the passing game. Uh, 202, and I like this pick a lot the more and more I think about it. I like this guy on tape uh, a little bit more than most people. Tyler absolutely did not like it, but you tell me you're going to give me a running back in this offense at 202, I'll take him. I'll take him. Uh, He looked really good in Oklahoma to me. I thought he looked uh, most of the year in Ohio State. He didn't look great. I thought when it really mattered, though, once he had some time there to to learn the offense and to learn the, uh, the blocking schemes a little bit, I thought that Trey Sermon was a heck of a running back, so uh, Rotobon gets himself Trey Sermon there at the 202. Tyler, we're back to you at the 203. You land Elijah Moore, the Jets' new slot receiver. Yeah, actually, Izzy, um, <laughs> we were in talks, and we, he had 203, and I'm sitting there talking, and he goes, I think Travis May wants Elijah Moore. And I said, well, I'm between Rondell, Michael Carter, or Elijah and I was up at 205 and Izzy's like hey you know I'll I'll trade back as long as you take Elijah Moore I will trade back and I was like okay that's fine I mean he was top of my list that's who I wanted so I traded up I gave up 304 and uh and the no you gave up 304 and 203 and I I gave up 302 404 and 205 to move up to take him and um, we're just going to talk about this. I actually traded Elijah Moore after that pick. This is going to be a big-time theme. This I, dude. I traded – okay. Ever since I traded DeAndre Swift, who I drafted last year at 108, I had a hole in my heart. I didn't know what it was. I was never happy with my running back room. I was sitting there like, okay, I, this sucks. And so I go to John Bauer from Dynasty Theory, and I said – I want DeAndre Swift back. Are you interested in Zeke? And he goes, I've got some interest. And I said, well, what if I gave, I I sent him an offer and he goes, we're close. And I said, okay. And I asked him what would be the piece? And he goes, well, I really like Elijah Moore. And in my heart, I'm like, it might be a little much, but I knew I needed to get Swift back. So I gave up Zeke and Elijah Moore for DeAndre Swift, pick 504 and a 2023 third. And in my opinion, uh, Zeke, his value is kind of flatlining, per se. I mean, it's stuck where it is. And to get a player like Swift, who I th- is my running back four overall in, in startup rankings, I am very happy to get Swift back. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I feel comfort now. And I think that kind of eased my trade mind. Uh, I think there I was just go. trading the trade before. Now there, I got Swift go. back. 
Tyler finally found the trade that made him happy. So that's good <laughs> to hear. Uh, College of Canton is up at 204. They actually had uh, three of the next five picks. College of Canton, I had so much fun watching Rondell Moore tape uh, from Purdue. Uh, he landed in Arizona. I think that's an upside type landing spot for Rondell Moore. So I like that pick there for College of Canton. Uh, and then Izzy back here at 205. I like the potential of this running back, Mr. Michael Carter out of UNC. He landed with the Jets, and now he has landed on your roster. Yeah, a uh, player may have a lot of shares of. Um, I think he's he was my RB4 um, before the draft and actually mm-hmm. liked the landing spot. For me, it's all about opportunity, especially for yeah. running backs, and I feel like out of all the landing spots outside of the top three, when you're not being drafted highly, you need to be drafted in a spot where you don't really have to overcome much, and what he has to overcome is not much. We Tevin Coleman and Michael Pirine, um, I think I don't even think it's close. I think he's significantly better than both of them. Yep. The reason why I made the trade and I told him like, hey, listen, you got to take Elijah Moore, is because I didn't want to end up with Elijah Moore. Um, I don't get the Elijah Moore thing. Uh, he's the player that I probably won't have any shares of. Uh, you got Mims there. You have Corey Davis there. There's not many five nine wide receivers um, that end up being high end dynasty players. Just, uh, it, you yeah. you need it seems like you need some sort of size to be great. We've seen T Y Hilton do it. We've seen Tyreek Hill do it. But other than that, it's hard to find a five eight five nine receiver that's going to dominate. Um, and it's just and he's a slot guy. He's just like it's it's different for me. Um, Tyreek Hill isn't going to line up in the slot predominantly. I, I just don't see a path for Elijah to be on the outside. So no, and uh, go ahead. Oh, oh, I wanted to talk about how actually I got the pick to trade to Izzy. It's just a quick trade. I yeah. with uh, Garrett again. I gave up Derrick Henry. Like I said, I don't have Zeke or Henry on the roster. I gave up Derrick Henry. I got David Montgomery, who I really like this year. I think that offensive line showed better at the end of the year. I got LaMichael Pirine, who I actually think is going to share carries with Michael Carter. And Adam Troutman, who I think is a breakout tight end this year. And it helped me because my tight end room is Mark Andrews and Higby. And that's it. So I I thought Troutman was a good pickup. And pick 205 for Derrick Henry. I got all that so what did you, you give up Derrick Henry for two, 205? 205, LaMichael Pirine, Adam Troutman, and David Montgomery. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and that, that ended up working out. And I, I wanted him to take Elijah because I didn't want it to end up being a situation where he took Carter and let's say two oh four it goes Rondell and I'm stuck with Elijah at two oh five and then I've yeah. now I have to trade him because I don't want him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, if you want this pick, I'm willing to do it and I'll take the two oh five, which I'll be totally fine with having Rondell or, or Michael Carter and I have no running backs. It's ATN and nothing. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll get Michael Carter most likely at 205. And then in the process, I gained a, a, the 404, which I ended up packaging for another deal later. And I ended up getting the 302. So I moved up a couple spots in the third um, it, in order to make the deal happen. So it's it's funny because, it. yeah, when we, were, when we were talking about it too, I remember mentioning like, hey, I'm happy with any of those three. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm fine with taking <clears throat> Carter. It kind of helps my running back room. And I think that's what kind of made you think, okay, I'm fine with, was not going overboard on the trade, and I'm fine with him moving up. So at the 206, uh, the film nerds on the board here. I'm Amon Ron St. Brown. 
Uh, talk about not a not a whole lot in front of you to see some production. Not a ton of receivers there uh, that concern me in the Detroit receiver room. I personally, I think there are some other receivers on the board that I would have took a two of six, but uh, these guys fancy themselves uh, film grinders, so they liked what they saw. Two of seven college to Canton. As I said, they had three of the five picks. We're getting ready to talk about Terrace Marshall out of LSU uh, there in Carolina. Like that player a lot. And then back-to-back here, College Canton again. Diami Brown, Washington receiver. Uh, 209, the open bar. Dips back into the tight end. Well, this is a tight end premium league. Pat Fryermuth from Penn State. And then, uh, what, Tyler. Tyler's up at the 210. Takes the New York Giants new toy there. And Kadarius Tony. Tyler, so let's talk about this. I'm just going to go quick, and I actually traded up to try to get Najee Harris from Doug. This was before I dealt Zeke, and I'm sitting there asking, okay, Doug, I had two-thirds back-to-back. I had 304 and 305, I think. And I'm like, would you take these and Zeke, plus there was another player involved, maybe. And uh, he goes, uh, I'm not feeling it. And he was – he really Doesn't won- fit my build. He was, really didn't. He was – he really wanted a player on the board. He wanted Terrace Marshall, and I tried to get Marshall so I could get Najee, and that wasn't happening. And then finally, I traded up to 210 to see if I could you know, talk Duggan to getting this deal done. It didn't happen, so I took Tony, who I am not on. I am not a fan yeah. of, and I did not feel good about it. I felt really Have gross. Have you traded Tony since? I traded Tony, like literally... 24 hours after the pick every was player made. tyler drafts he trades i just i didn't like the. i'm not a fan of the player at all I'm, i was like Ugh. i get it i'm kind so, of there with you for for what his cost is in drafts i'm i'm not gonna see a bunch of them so i actually i i gave up because i actually traded with the ff dynasty to get this pick so i got my picks back 304 and 305 you know draft day style but i also had to give up 410 and a 2022 fifth which is okay. I'm David fine. Putney. And so I gave up Tony. They actually had their eyes on Tony and I got three or four and three or five back. Cause I had my eyes on a couple players later on that third. All right. Well, after Kadarius Tony, we had two picks to end the second. The film nerds took Amari Rogers, green Bay Packers wide receiver. And then Izzy wraps up the second round with the new England Patriots running back fullback. I like this. Uh, Ramondre pick. Stevenson, I think, at the end of the second round for a team that didn't have any running backs, uh, he's starting to stock up on, on some running back potential here, anyways. So, Izzy, uh, Ramondre, yeah. what, what, why'd you take him here at the end of the second? Yeah, so for, for a couple of reasons. I had at the time, I had the 212, 302, 303. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was pretty clear it was Stevenson and then the three quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, do I take. I'm okay getting two out of the, I don't need all three quarterbacks. So let me just lock in who I feel is the best remaining running back on the board and the best remaining player on the board. Um, there's opportunity there for Stevenson, um, potentially in New England. And as much as I hate New England running backs, I'm okay with them in the late second, early third, um, just because I feel like when you get into the draft, it's so hard to hit players anyways. You might as well go for potential. And I think Stevenson's a pretty underrated player. Um, mm-hmm. And Harris has dealt with a little bit of injury history and with same thing with Michelle. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think there is some upside there with Stevenson. 
So I felt like he was the pick at 212, and then I would get two out of the next three quarterbacks. Whoever uh, Doug took, I would just get the next two, and then there's another trade coming up. But um, that's how it kind of came to fruition he, with Stevenson. I'm, I'm right there. I am right there with you. End of the second, early third. This is a guy that I'm like, you know, I mean, the upside potential of the player, the the potential uh, touches he could possibly see if things go right there for him in New England. I'll take that chance and I'll take this player because at this point in the draft, your honest chance of hitting somebody that's really going to help out your your week-to-week roster isn't great. It's not going to take much for you know Stevenson to possibly see the field as a starting running back in the NFL. Um, so now that we're for the, through the first two rounds, I'll kind of just read off the next round. Any picks you guys had in those rounds, we can then go back and touch. But uh, Doug, you started off the third round with Kellen Mond, quarterback, Minnesota, Roto Bond, quarterback, Kyle Trask, Tampa Bay. Uh, Izzy back at it at the 303. He got himself one of those quarterbacks. He mentioned he thought it was going to be the running back and the three quarterbacks, and that's how it went. Davis Mills comes off the board, Houston quarterback. Uh, Tyler, back-to-back picks here. Kenneth Gainwell, Josh Palmer. I'm sorry, back-to-back-to-back picks. The 306 as well, Tyler. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, College to Canton is back up for back-to-backs here. Tutu Atwell, Tommy Tremble, tight end out of Carolina there. Doug, again, you guys had a bunch of picks in this round. Uh, the 309, Dwayne Eskridge, 310 Dynasty War Zone, gets himself some Javion Hawkins, Atlanta Falcons running back, Roto Bond 311, Eliza Mitchell, and then uh, DTC, Izzy, tight end, Brevin Jordan. So let's start at the top of the third. Doug, you got yourself a quarterback here. What did you think of the uh, the quarterback and the landing spot and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I actually traded, um, I traded away Aaron Jones. Uh, which hurt my heart. I've been an Aaron idea. Jones stand since day one. Um, but I looked at the big picture of how my team's built. Aaron Jones still has nice trade value. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I hate to be an ageist, but he's kind of a slight guy. He's going to be, I think, 27 or 28. And I was like, you know what? I won a championship with Aaron Jones. Let's ship him away. I need wide receiver help. So I ended up trading Aaron Jones for T. Higgins uh, to pair with my Joe Burrow. I like T. Higgins a lot, even with Jamar there. Um, and then I got the 301 as well as a 2023 second rounder. Um, you know, I'm trying to stockpile some picks in that supposedly awesome 2023 class. I mean, anything can happen, but I'll take the picks. Uh, so at 301, I took Kellen Mond, and I saw this as the tipping point. My, my mindset was as spot on with Izzy's. I was like, you know what? I got the 301. These quarterbacks are going to start coming off the board. The reason I went with Kellen Mond is when you, we heard that Minnesota was interested in trading up to get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think, has next year, I think, is the last year in his deal. Their defense isn't great. I can see Kellen Mond getting snaps for them at the end of this season if he ends up being okay. And he could be the future there in Minnesota. I like this tape. I like that, you know, that Konami code type of quarterback, I think, is always a great quarterback to target with my taxi squad. I don't need him. I have Trevor Lawrence. I have Joe Burrow. I have Cam Newton. I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Kellen Mond is like my QB5. But in a super flex league, if Kellen Mond hits and he's a starter, I can flip him for a first rounder potentially. So that was my mindset with, all right, I'm going to go after the quarterback that I like best in this tier. Uh, And I went with Kellen Mond at the 301 because I was like, you know what? I I felt it was total upside pick at that point in the draft based on the other players that were available. Well, Doug, let's talk about your 309 real quick. Uh, Dwayne Sure. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, so Eskridge was, um, I really liked Jordan Palmer, and I was hoping that he was, or Josh Palmer, I was hoping that he was going to land to me, but Tyler took him because he knows that I like him and whatever. Um, 
And then we we kind of had a thing. Tyler felt bad about a trade in another league, and he's like, I'll give you Palmer for Eskridge. And then I really thought about Eskridge from an athletic profile standpoint. Tyler Lockett, could he replace Tyler Lockett? I think he might be able to. I know they just signed him to an extension. I think he, they're the same age, so I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean, late pro- older prospects like Cooper Cup have panned out okay. Maybe Eskridge paired with Russell Wilson. I like that matchup. Or not that matchup, but that pairing. You know, maybe he eventually replaces Lockett, but I think he could be the wide receiver three. David Moore was their wide receiver three last year. He's gone. One injury to Tyler Lockett, which we've seen over the years, can happen. Eskridge could pay off in the first year. And again, he's going to be a guy, second round draft capital. He's going to be on my taxi squad. Um, those are the kind of guys that I wanted to target is like, give me those upside draft capital guys in good situations with a, with a great quarterback. I know he's a little bit older. His metrics are off the chart um, as far as athleticism. So that's the kind of player that like, hey, at the 309, I really liked where I got Eskridge. Yeah, absolutely. And then Izzy, we'll go to you next. Uh, the 303, you took the quarterback who I really liked, the five-star toolkid coming out of uh, coming out of high school. Davis Mills didn't see a lot of action there at Stanford, but people thought he still had the tools to be successful in the league. Don't love the landing spot, at least for right now. But if they don't destroy him, I think in the future he could be something. Because so he's we'll got that handcuff QB. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't think so of we'll that. we'll talk about your QB. We'll talk about your QB at 303 and then talk about your tight end there at uh, oh, 312. Oh, take it easy, Tim. It's getting hey. a little personal. Talking about my tight end. We um, are after hours now. So Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah that works. Yeah, after 9 o'clock. Calls are free yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, at 303, I took whoever was left over, Davis Mills. Like, here's the here's the deal, guys. Like, we have our preference. You know, you know, Doug might like Kellen Mond. You know, somebody else might like Trask. Somebody else, I don't really know. Nobody does. Sure. Nobody has yeah. any. These are all dark throws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the, I like them all enough, and I don't. I like the concept of the situation. Like the concept of the situation is: listen, I got an early third round pick, which is. I got an, about an eight to fifteen percent chance of this hitting, depending on the mm-hmm. draft. And at the end of the day, there's two things that I look for in drafts um, this late: it's path to opportunity and pure value upside. So it, it, the quarterback is king. I mean, this is kind of the the I, I think Jalen Hurts went a little earlier than this, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's the same concept where. It's like, well, Jalen Hurts with when? When's, when's he going to start? And how, how long until Hurts becomes the guy? Well, it happened pretty quick, so I can see any of this changing for all three of these guys potentially. Um, Davis Mills, I'm totally fine with. I don't really care which one of the three I would have gotten. I had the 302, so I was going to go Trask and Mills and just give myself an even better chance of getting mm-hmm. that value bump. Um, <sighs> but Rodobon came and offered me Darnell Mooney straight up for 302. And I would have taken Mooney somewhere in the middle of the second round. I definitely would have taken him ahead of, you know, I I I think he's right in there with the the two hundred three to two hundred five, maybe two hundred six. So he's definitely in that range, and I thought that was really good value. Um, And once again, this is this is the thing with Mooney is he not only has opportunity a path to opportunity this year, but he also has upside with Justin Fields. So he kind of checked both those Mm -hmm. boxes. Easy decision for me to move the 302. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, Davis Mills. Interestingly enough, the 312, I actually didn't have this pick. I had the 311. Uh, Rotobon once again came into my inbox. He slid into my DMs with a um, 311 4. I can tell you real quick. It was 
He sent me an offer 311 in the 404 for a 2023 second round pick. And it's no brainer that I have to take that deal. No brainer. But I really like Brevin Jordan. So I'm like, okay, well, before I accept this deal, let me try to get to 312. Because I like Nico Collins as well. So if I can get either one of them, I'm fine with it. I don't think Nico or um, Brevin would fall to 404. So I can only get one of them anyway. So let me try to get to 312 and get one of them, which Brevin would be my slight preference. So I moved, I offered Tyler, or I offered Garrett Price the 403 and the 412 for the 312. He accepted, and then I went and accepted the other deal. So in essence, mm-hmm. I flipped the 311 and 312, which is the same pick. So basically, what I gave up was three fourth round picks for a 2023 second. And for me, that's yeah. a steal. Like, that's I'm doing game. that all day. Yeah. I'd give up, I'd give up <clears throat> eight fourth round picks. For a 2023 <laughs> second, yeah. Um, so and I got my I'm, guy. Brevin I'm gonna Jordan. add. Uh, I'm gonna add some dialogue to that too. So I was salty that Pete because I had the 301 and I was like, dude, I'm wide receiver needy. I would have taken Mooney. So I actually DM Pete and I was like, Pete, WTF, man? Like we're good trade partners. Like wh- where were you? You guys are um, exactly so- the same, by the way. Exactly the same type of trade partners. I talked with <laughs> Pete on the phone. His landline, by the way, which he yeah. made fun of himself. <laughs> I talked with Pete and I said, dude, you are exactly like Doug. I don't know if it's where you guys live, but it is the like yeah. tink. Like he, he just sits there and he's on the fence. And then like he, uh, it's almost like he does it on purpose. So you could throw in a third or a fourth and just get the deal done. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, so I gave Pete a hard time. Cause I was a little envious of that trade that you got Izzy, but then later on. So I originally had the three Oh six, I think. And then Tyler wanted to move up. Pete also wanted to move up. So Pete had offered me, a 2022 or 23 second and then Tyler came knocking and gave me a gave me Corey Davis as well as moving down a few spots to the 309 and as Izzy knows I like Corey Davis I tried to get him from him last year and didn't work so now he's changed teams a few times so uh so I ended up trading back a few spots getting Corey Davis I believe a future third round pick and the 309 it it was Um, actually Corey Davis and a 2023 third for KJ Hamler and 306 Hamler, that I right. got. Mm. I love yep. I lo- I really like Hamler still, especially if they get Rodgers or a different quarterback this, other than the This is pre-ACL? What? No, that was Hamilton. That went with that the ACL. Hamilton. So it's interesting yeah. though, Doug. Doug, you drafted too quick with the Kellen Mond thing. You had to give Rodgers I, I guess a so. <laughs> I usually try to wait a couple hours on my on my clock no matter what, even if it's a guy that I know I'm going to take. Because you never know, mm-hmm. like the three hundred two, the Mooney thing was like I, I was gonna take, I knew who I was taking, Trask or Mills. Yeah, but I kind of yeah. let it sit for a little bit. Smart. And then, and then he just sent it to me. He actually both the deals that he sent me, the twenty twenty. That's a slam accept. Second, both of, both of them were yeah. for me smash accepts, and they were both out of the blue, mm-hmm. no negotiations. When I say slid in my DMs, it basically just slid into my dm uh, my email dm um they just yeah. both came trade in. offer okay yeah, cool except <laughs> yeah and wrote up and pete is um he's uh i don't want to say he gets his guys he gets, he gets a, his guys yes he gets because his guys. he's like i want to move he's like i want to move up here it's probably a guy that i'm reaching for but it's one of my guys it was elijah mitchell who he ended up getting um and i was like oh it must be this player this player i didn't think it would be elijah mitchell but he pete is like all right i want trask i'll go get him all right i want elijah mitchell i'll go get him and he which i respect that so he figured he'd get both and see what happens 
Yeah, I respect that. I respect that as like, hey, I know I got to reach a little bit, but I'm going to get my guy so, and I'm okay with it. So, Izzy, it's funny that you talked about a trade you had in the back pocket ready if a trade was accepted. I actually had a trade accepted for Keelan Cole, and I said, let's wait to see if I can trade Corey Davis. So I traded Corey Davis, and I actually got Keelan Cole for Darrington Evans. I like a sneaky value of Keelan Cole in this offense. I, I'm, I mean, I, I kind of like Keelan Cole as a player. Hopefully he can stay healthy. If he can, I think he's kind of sneaky there. Well, Tyler, let's transition to you. You had three picks in a row here, the four, the five, and the six. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, Josh Palmer, and then another running back, Aaron Hubbard. So let's talk about your picks a little bit. Yeah, Gainwell was my RB4 pre-draft. I loved the pass catching. And after after seeing him fall this far, I still like Miles Sanders, but I think they're going to find a way to get Gainwell you know, some, some opportunity to catch the ball of that backfield. I think he's a good fit with Miles Sanders. And the Josh Palmer pick is because I was talking to Derek Brown uh, on Twitter and I was talking to him about what like it was before I took Tony and I said, who, who should I take Palmer or Tony? And he goes Palmer all the way upside. Great quarterback. Uh, and he even said, you know, the, the guy has look at what he did to Patrick Sertain against Alabama. Uh, Sertain pretty much shut down everybody except for Palmer and one other guy in the past season. And Palmer has lots of upside in that offense. I think he could be the Mike Williams replacement. He's got size and, uh, and the upside is what I like. And Doug liked him. And uh, I, I mean, I'm all about taking the player that I know somebody else like. <laughs> I found myself with a lot of Palmer late thirds, early fourths in yeah. an auction draft. I got him for five dollars. Nice, uh, nice. It's a bad perfect type of player to take a yeah. take a shot on. Yeah. And then uh, Chuba, I have been getting a lot of places. I still like McCaffrey a lot, but man, I, there's something about Chuba that I really like in this offense. McCaffrey. I get he's only 24, will be 25, but man, you got to start. Whenever that wall hits, it hits fast and it hits hard. And and you've back. also got to take like, okay, Chuba had that 2,000-yard season in 2019, got hit with injuries in 2020. I think the talent's still there. I liked what I saw on tape. He's a one-cut-and-go type runner, and when he goes, he goes. If McCaffrey goes down, they don't have anybody else. Yes, like, and we all saw what yeah. Mike Davis did when McCaffrey went down. Uh you know, Matt Rule, we all saw the phone conversation when Chuba was picked. Rule wanted to take him early fourth, but they had an opportunity to trade back. They took it, and they were happy Chuba was there with their next pick. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about Chuba this offseason, and he's been kind of a mid-third, early third. Yeah, his, his, his price acquisition, even in auction leagues, I think I got him in pigs, too, for like 14 bucks. Yeah. Bad at all and right I was there. all about that. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the fourth round. Uh, we'll go through the fourth round. If you guys want to talk about any of the picks, we'll we'll hit on sure. those quick, and then we'll jump into the fifth. Uh, we had Dokes, the uh, Miami Miami Dolphins running back to the open bar. Hunter Long, another Miami player, uh, to the FF Dynasty. Nico Collins, who Izzy brought up earlier. Ian Book. Quarterback, New Orleans Saints, Ugh. Trey McKitty. <laughs> at, at this point, fourth round, you're taking a quarterback. Fourth round this year was just... Never, yeah. Trey McKitty, tight end of the, of the Chargers. Um, what do we have here? Cornell Powell, Kansas City wide receiver. Anthony Schwartz, a speedster who's now in Cleveland. Tylen Wallace at the 408. 
Jamar J- uh, Jamar Jefferson, Detroit running back, Kylan Hill, Samus Reyes, uh, Smith Marset there at 412 wraps up the fourth round. So of the fourth round, any of these picks stick out to any of you fellas? I'll give you one that sticks out. Samus Reyes to me was a guy that um, I was really intrigued by, and I've been able to grab him in a lot of leagues free. He Athletically, he's a freak. Doesn't really know he's a basketball player. I don't know if you've heard this before, but basketball players converting to tight end, it's a thing. Like, I couldn't believe this when I heard it. I was like, really? This is a thing? But Samus Reyes, he's very, really raw, perfect type of player to put on a taxi squad. He's on the Washington football team. They've got Logan Thomas there, who we all knew had a breakout season last year. Um, but the athletic profile is off the charts. He actually measures similarly to Kyle Pitts, believe it or not. Um, so I was actually shocked that someone drafted him in the draft. I was looking at him as like a post-draft guy to pick up. Um, so that's the first time I've seen him get drafted in a physical mm-hmm. draft. So I was disappointed because I was like, man, I was going to go after that guy. I'm the tight end whisperer, man. Like, give me that guy. Yeah. But no luck. So then in the fifth round, Des Fitzpatrick. I actually want to oh. talk. I think Jamar Jefferson got drafted after um, Carrion Johnson got cut. And I think that's kind of when he was drafted. I like him as kind of a swift handcuff. I liked him a lot pre-draft. And then, of course, he's a sixth, seventh round pick, and he just fell off. But, no, I like the talent. He's super young. He's 20 years old. I think he could stick on the roster. Yeah, I think I think he'll definitely make the Lions roster. That's for sure. Uh, the five hundred one, Des Fitzpatrick, followed by Jacob Harris, Larry Roundtree, Chargers running back there in the fifth. I think that's decent value for that player there. Khalil Herbert, uh, Bears running back. Uh, where am I at? I lost my spot. Phil Hurts, Keenan Gaw. I don't even know this guy's name. Yeah, it's the first time I've, I've ever seen him drafted this season. Anybody got that last name pronunciation? He's like he's like a kick returner, real yeah. fast kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kylan Grace in Indianapolis tight end. That was a good uh, pick. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Williams, Denver wide receiver. You know, they're ACL's getting torn. Yeah, uh, he, was a, he was a second round prospect like a couple years ago, right? So we were kind of like, look at yeah. Seth Williams, he's gonna be somebody you can get in the late first, early second, and he just kind of fallen off. And, well, you're seeing the College of Canton guys here taking them, so you're seeing that yeah. those guys that are locked in on that college college upside. Uh, you got Jonathan Adams, Demetric Felton, very toolsy player. Chris Evans, uh, five star recruit coming to Michigan Captain as a America. back now at Cincinnati, and then yeah, and then uh, Stevie Scott wraps up the draft there at five twelve. I can't believe you skipped my you know, pick. You skipped Jalen skip Darden. Pick? He said Darden. I didn't yeah. hear it. Yeah, right after Seth Williams. I think Williams. so. I think he did, yeah. And then I cut him he off. Said it. Oh. Yeah. It's, sorry sorry yeah. if I missed your pick, Tyler. It's a fifth round pick. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of insight into Evans. So I'm a Joe Mixon owner, mm-hmm. and you look at the opportunity behind Mixon. There's no more Geo. Yeah. It's pretty much Samaje P. Ryan, Trevion Williams, the ghost of Rodney Anderson. Um, so I, I looked at Chris Evans, a weird coll- collegiate career, right? Mm-hmm. But a five-star recruit, had one good year for Michigan, and then – academic like this kid i think he again he's an older prospect tyler i think he's like 23 or 24 years old um so Najee Harris doesn't have a lot, yeah but doesn't have a lot of wear on the tires and and for me it was like all right perfect taxi squad guy i already own mixon like why not it was either between him or tamori and terry go Knowles. 
Uh, I was really disappointed not to see him get drafted at all. But a lot of people love Terry, including myself. I was able to acquire him post-draft when we had waivers. Um, so I do have Tamori and Terry as well. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go Evans here. It's a, it's a dart throw. Maybe maybe some upside. Why not? Love that pick, by the way. He's one of my Thank you. favorite like free agent, undrafted free agent pickups that you can get. Um, I think, the like you said, the upside is just massive with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mixon hasn't been the healthiest of, of candidates. And there's really mm-hmm. nobody else behind yeah. Mixon right now. So, yeah, I, I love the pick. That's In the fifth round, those are the guys that you want. Guys that have the pure upside potential to make a difference. Like, if you look at Evans and, like, like Larry Roundtree, for example, or like, yep. they don't have the same physical attributes. And like you said, Chris Evans was a five-star recruit. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big thing. He's got the. He does have a little bit of it factor to him. So, um, I really, really like that pick. Um, another one that stands out to me is Des Fitzpatrick. Not because I like Des Fitzpatrick, because I opportunity. It's once again, it's opportunity. Like, yeah. can he beat out Josh Reynolds? Who Josh Reynolds, I absolutely love, but that's it. It's just Josh Reynolds. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, can he beat out that? And uh, at four oh six. I took Cornell Powell ahead of a guy like Tylen Wallace, um, not because I like Cornell Powell. I don't think he's going to be anything that great, but you're telling me that I can get a guy in with Kansas City, and it doesn't have to be, do I think he's going to put up big numbers? No. I need somebody else to think that he can if he gets the opportunity, and then I'll just trade That's him. True. Uh, because Powell is a great late, late rounder for me too. Like you look at like, all right, Sammy Watkins is gone. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything at the wide receiver position. Nothing. There's no one new there. Demarcus Robinson, they re-signed. Nobody cares. Powell, like when you look at his athletic profile, he was he was only really produced in his senior year, so that's a red flag. But still, like he's tied to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like if he gets an op- if Patrick Mahomes likes him and he breaks into the starting lineup and takes Sammy Watkins' role, oh, you just made money. There's yeah. there's. Yeah, there's two things that you got to remember with him. He's with Mahomes, and he's a Clemson receiver. Those two things matter when you're drafting rookies. And, uh, yeah, for, for me, I'm going to go with my two picks. Jay, Jalen Darden, I was sh- actually shocked he, was a, he wasn't like a fourth-round pick because of his draft capital. And he's he's a John Brown-type player in a Bruce Arians offense. And in my opinion, I'm okay with that. Antonio Brown, you never know when the shoe's going to fall off. Hey, just got another uh, lawsuit this week with the moving guy. So. Yeah. And uh, Khalil Herbert, I have Dave Montgomery. I really liked Herbert film. He's he's not he's not special in any one thing. I think he's just good at everything. He's uh, he, I think he's going to fit in this Bears offense. And if Montgomery goes down, I think Herbert has a good opportunity to uh, to take that, that first and second down roll while Cohen eats the passing down. Yeah, I do like Granson. This is tight end premium. And in Indianapolis, it's Mo Alley Cox. You obviously Jack Doyle's a little bit older, and I think they still have Trey Burton. Um, but Granson could be the future guy there. So I like that pick in the fifth round in a tight end premium league. Um, over some of the other guys like the Trey McKitties and the Trembles. Um, I thought uh Granson when he was picked was a was a savvy pick as well in the fifth round. Okay. Doug, while I have you here, and since you are the tight end whisperer, what do you think of Noah Gray, tight end Kansas City? He's a project. I think if he can sit behind Kelsey and learn, uh, the uh, again, another at- athletic tight end, which is kind of like, I love them. Um, I, I liked him in Duke. Yeah, I think if he can sit behind Kelsey, he's worth, 
I mean, he didn't go drafted here. I think he got picked up on waivers, but he's a guy that I would gladly stash on my taxi because you just never know. Same thing with Reyes. Raw prospects, but the athleticism could maybe carry them into some success with some experience. All right. So that was one very active draft. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of trading. That is Lots of trades. That, that must have been a, a ton of fun for everybody involved, but... That's how some of the best minds in the industry drafted and how they move around the board. Hope you gained a little insight and potentially, uh, especially with these later rounds, found some guys that maybe, uh, you know, at the end of your drafts, you can bring on to your rosters and find yourself winning and gaining value as well. So with that all being said, anybody else got anything before we get out of here? No, I just I just quickly I kind of ran through. There's probably about 60 to 75 trades, pick <laughs> trades in this draft. That's easy. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. So thank you very much to Izzy for joining us tonight. Uh, you can check him out with his podcast partner over on the Dynasty Trade Calculator podcast. We appreciate you very much for joining us. And for Doug, Tyler, I am Tim. We are the Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll see you next week. <laughs>